You are listening to Big Things Done Podcast, turning ideas into action. Welcome everyone to episode number 19 of the Big Things Done podcast. My name is Andrew Glover. I am your host. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining and listening. Big Things Done podcast is all about helping you do something big in your life or your organization. We focus on personal development. We focus on leadership development, tips, tactics, techniques, practical things that you can put into action immediately, whether that's in your own personal life or with the team of people that you're leading. And the goal of everything we talk about is to help you do something big and amazing in your life. I believe that every one of us, no matter who you are, where you come from, we all want to do something big, something impactful, something that will leave a legacy for people behind us and make the world a better place. And there's many different ways to do that. And this podcast is all about giving you those tools and inspiration and motivation to actually go out and accomplish something big wherever you are. So welcome. I'm super excited that you're joining us. And today I've got a pretty interesting subject that I want to talk to you about. It's something that, I'll be honest, I have not really ever heard other podcasts and other people in this space talk about, at least from this angle. Today we're going to talk about how leaders set themselves, and more importantly, their organizations up for success. Now, when you hear the idea and the concept of setting yourself up for success, if you listen to any sort of motivational podcast, this is not a foreign concept. There's all sorts of content out there about setting yourself up for success and how important it is to be building the habits and the discipline in your personal life that will make you successful in the long run, right? Whether that's eating healthy or exercising every day or reading books or saving money, there are all sorts of things that we have to do in our lives personally if we want to accomplish something. And that shouldn't be any surprise to any of us, right? And I love that mindset. And the reason I talk about this concept is because not only do I love it a lot, but because I think the exact same principle can be applied to leadership. You see, all the podcasts in the world, they talk about how to develop yourself personally, but not a lot of people talk about how to set yourself up for success as a leader. What are the things that a leader has to do in order to set themselves up, and more importantly, and what we'll focus on in this episode, set your organization up for success? You know, I think being a leader is very similar in many different ways to being an athlete. And especially in this case, in the sense that an athlete has to train. An athlete has to do certain things months and weeks in advance of before a competition in order for them to be successful, right? If they are not eating healthy, they're not setting themselves up to be successful, to have the proper fuel and have the body that's ready to burn all those calories in an efficient manner when the race comes, right? If an athlete isn't stretching or lifting weights, Right? They're not going to be able to perform at their highest level when they're out on the field or on the, on the court. And the same is true in leadership. A leader has to be doing certain things on a regular basis to set themselves and their teams up for success. And in this episode, I've got three specific things that a leader has to do if you want to set your team up for success. Now, it doesn't matter if you're leading a team of one person or a thousand people, the principle is still exactly the same. The way you execute 
attitude. It might be a little bit different depending on your type of organization and the type of industry you're in or how many people you have, but the principle is still the same regardless. And so I want you to take this to heart and see how you can apply it specifically to your organization. All right, so the first thing that a leader has to do, and, and the reason this is first is because I believe it's the most important, is a leader has to know why they are doing what they're doing. And as an extension of that, a leader also has to be able to communicate that why to the people working with them and for them. You know, every one of us, we are able to define what we do very well. It's very easy to know if you are a web developer or a software coder, or maybe you provide services like accounting or dentistry, or maybe you design products, or you work on a manufacturing line, or you're in administration of some sort. We all know what we do, and that's very easy to define. The hard part is defining why we do it. You know, ask yourself, why do you go to work every day? Why does the work you do right now, why does that work matter? Can you answer that question honestly? If you want to be successful as a leader, you have to know why what you do is important. And here's the reason for that. If you want your team to move to some new and better place, which is what a leader has to do, you are going to have to go through challenges. You are going to be going through difficult circumstances. You are going to have to change and morph, and you're going to have ups and downs and highs and lows. And the only thing that is going to make your team successful through the thick and through the thin is understanding the true baseline motivation that gets people out of bed every morning to go do what they do. And I guarantee you, it's not to earn a paycheck. If you think that everyone comes to work just to earn a paycheck, you are dead wrong. Everyone comes to work and everyone does something because they want to be a part of something bigger. We are not robots. We are all designed to contribute and work with and work for something bigger than ourselves, to leave an impact on somebody or some organization in some way, shape, or form that makes a difference and makes the world better. You know, whether you're Southwest Airlines or Apple or any of the other big companies, right, that are very successful and they're kind of poster childs for understanding why they do what they do. They all are successful because they understand, they embrace why they do what they do, right? Whether that's making a quality airline experience that gets people from A to B, or whether that's designing products that express individuality like Apple does. Everything they do centers around the impact that they make on people and their customers in the world today. So understanding as a leader why you do what you do, why it's important, not just what you do, but why it matters, that is the number one thing that you can do to set your team up for success. As an extension, you need to be able to communicate that to your team. And so it starts by you embracing and believing and living that motivation and that reality, but you have to communicate that to your team and you have to do it often. And we've talked about that on previous episodes. So the first thing to do to set yourself and your team up for success as a leader, understand and embrace and communicate why what you are doing as an organization, why it matters. The second thing to do as a leader, if you want to set you and your team up for success, is to invest in your team members' individual success. You know, in the military, this was pounded into us as officers that we had to work to develop every one of our enlisted troops underneath us. And it's not just officers. The entire Air Force culture is constantly focused on making people better, whether that's officers getting their master's degrees or enlisted folks getting their bachelor's degree. We were always pushing for people to make themselves better, getting higher education, getting advanced certificates and training. 
training. It was driven into us that we had to always make the people in our organization better. And we always kind of complained about it, but looking back on it, that was a really powerful part of our organization because people came into the Air Force with almost nothing and left the Air Force not only with a great career and paychecks and and great experiences, but they left as a better person with more degrees, more training, And I don't know about you, but that's the type of organization that I want to be a part of, an organization and leaders that make me better. So as a leader, one way to set your team up for success is to be focused on investing and improving your team members. Now, that could look like higher education. That could look like getting more training or more certifications. Ultimately, you should be focused on making sure that everyone who works with you and for you is advancing in their careers, advancing in their knowledge and their training. And honestly, you need to seek the best opportunities for them that align with their career goals and their personal interests. I know for me in the military, and I've shared this on a couple other episodes, I had interests that honestly were outside of the Air Force and outside of everything that I was currently doing for my commander. But one of the biggest motivating factors for me as a subordinate or as a quote-unquote employee was to have an officer, a commander, a superior who was focused and dedicated to making sure that I was able to achieve my career goals. That is so refreshing. And I'd be willing to bet that 99% of people out there want to work in that exact same environment for that exact same type of boss. Somebody who's invested in their growth and success. So as a leader, the second thing you need to do to set your team up for success is be focused on making your teammates, your team members, the people who work for you, as successful and as advanced as possible. The final thing as a leader, if you want to set yourself and your organization up for success, you need to empower your teammates, right? We talked about understanding the why. We talked about making sure that you are invested in your team members' personal success, whether that's through training or different certifications or career goals. But you lastly have to focus on giving your team members the opportunity to make things happen. And I call that empowerment or ownership is another term that gets thrown around often that I absolutely love. I think both of those are perfect. You need to, as a leader, make opportunities for the people under you to step up, to take charge, to put solutions into place, to solve problems and advance your organization forward. Yes, it's your job as a leader to cast the vision and keep the organization moving in the right direction. But the more that you can bring your team members in as a part of that solution, generating courses of action, implementing plans, the more they are involved in that, the faster and better you will move to your end state where you really want to be. In addition, the ability to have people underneath you take more and more responsibility and execute things gives you as a leader more freedom to stand up and look out and cast an even further vision and make sure that you're ultimately moving in a really great trajectory. You know, to illustrate this point, I actually want to share with you something not to do. And this comes from my personal experience, uh, actually just the past couple of weeks. Um, as you might know, I'm the class president of my dental class, which is a very cool experience and a great opportunity. And I have two vice presidents who work for me, very smart, great guys who, uh, who I get to work with. And we solve all sorts of problems within our class. And lately we had an issue where uh, we had a week in the month of October where we had multiple exams back to back. 
back. And part of the school policy is that we can potentially move exams to kind of alleviate the schedule and make it a little easier for us to study and, and ultimately help us perform better by moving some exams around just to make the schedule a little bit more palatable. And so one of my vice presidents, as we were talking about potentially moving one of these exams to a different week, he offered to take charge and actually make that happen. And there's a certain process that has to happen and uh, certain approvals that have to be obtained. And so I said, yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Run with that. And so he went out and, and kind of took the first step and came back to me and said, okay, Andy, here's, here's what happened. And I immediately took that email that he sent me and fired him back another email that said, great, now you need to go do this, then do this, then do this. And for me, I thought that was actually perfectly fine, right? I was giving him direction and he's moving forward. But when I think about this idea of empowerment, if I really want to grow the people who are working for me, if I want to help them be successful and help our organization be successful as a whole, I need to be focused on empowering them to make decisions and move things forward on their own within the general guidance or intent that I give them. And so when I gave him a list of the three different things that you need to go do next, honestly, I was kind of treating him like a robot. Have you ever had that experience where maybe your boss was just giving you task one, task two, task three to do? doesn't really feel like you have any ownership or any part of the solution, does it? You're just kind of more of, well, honestly, reduced to a robot. And that's the wrong approach as a leader. Instead, as a leader, I should have said, great, that sounds awesome. What's your next move? And by asking that question and by putting the onus back on my vice president, it now gives him the opportunity to develop a plan, to think through what is my next step? And when they do that, right, when they are able to think through what the next step is and then present something to you, they have ownership in that plan and in that execution, right? They've actually bought into the solution. And as long as it meets the intent and gets generally where we need to go, I'm okay with that, right? As a leader, that's my job. That's success. If you want your team to be successful and ultimately move to that better future state that you're trying to get to as a leader, you have to set your team up for success by empowering them to take ownership of the problems and present solutions and go execute. If you're somebody who's just giving task one, task two, task three, and expecting everything to happen, well, you'll probably make a lot of progress, but you're going to be limited to your ability and how quickly and how well you can hand out tasks. Why do that? Instead, give your team the opportunity to come up with their own solutions and let them figure it out while you can stand up, look out, and make sure everybody has what they need to be successful and keep moving forward at a better rate. I can tell you from personal experience, it felt great when I finally realized what I was doing with my vice president and turned it back on him and said, why don't you tell me what you need to do, right? Because he is growing as a leader and that is absolutely my job and making my team more successful. So guys, three things today to help set you and your team up for success, right? We talked about the first thing is knowing and understanding and communicating why you do what you do. Why does it matter? The second thing is to make sure you're investing in your people. Make sure you're giving them opportunities to learn, to train, to become better and more advanced. Nobody wants to stay stuck in their position. Give them the opportunity to advance. Hopefully, maybe they can take over the job that you're in so that you can move up to even bigger and better things. Finally, the last thing, make sure you give your employees and your team opportunities to take ownership and be empowered to implement solutions and move you closer to your end state. Those are the three things you need to do as a leader if you want to set yourself up for success. So the application today as we close, honestly, I'm just going to kind of take it back to those three things and start asking you questions. First off, why do you do what you do? 
You need to evaluate that. If you don't know why you do what you do and what the impact is, take some time and really think about it. Embody it. And then make sure you express that in your next meeting to your employees and keep doing it because it's super important. If you don't do anything else from this podcast, I really hope you do at least that because that is such a motivational tool and will see you through so many things if you just focus on why you do what you do. A second thing that's very important is to understand what are the advancements within your career field. Right? An engineer has a very different career path and training and, and advancement opportunities as opposed to like a software developer or a program manager. And, and so you need to take some time and understand, if you don't already, what are the things that would advance this person's career in this type of industry or environment? Do you need to help them get their associate's degree? Do you need to help them get into a conference so they can become better trained? What are the things that they need to do to gain more skills and operate more efficiently and be better? Think about your own life and what are the things that you've done that have put you in your position or maybe some things that you wish you would have done that would have made you better. Focus on what those activities and those trainings and those advancements are and make sure you have a good idea of that so you can talk with your employees honestly and openly about their options. I think the final thing from an empowerment perspective is really just to ask a simple question. When somebody comes to you and says, all right, this is where I'm at, what should I do? Just simply ask them, what do you think we should do? And honestly, they might not have exactly the right answer and that's okay. The point of the question is more to get them thinking about what would they do to solve the problem. When you do that, you give them an opportunity to take ownership of the situation and really put the responsibility on them. That's exactly what you want to do as a leader. So those three applications, guys, I think are extremely important. I know for a fact because I've done these things as a leader, both the right things and the wrong things, believe me. And I've also been on the receiving side where I've had commanders and bosses and supervisors who've done the right things and wrong things. These are three things that will help you be successful and set your team up for success. Well, that's all the content I have for you today. I'm super passionate about doing big things in my life and my organizations. I hope you are as well. Take these three principles to heart, set your team up for success, and let me know how it's going. I'd love to hear what type of leadership or other big things that you're trying to go accomplish. Shoot me an email, bigthingsdonepodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website. Got some great blog articles and other content on there as well. But we'll talk to you guys again soon. And until next time, Keep doing big things.